My name is Allison Sutter, and you're listening to the Accelerate Your Mojo podcast, where you'll learn how to move past the perfectionism and doubt that is stopping you from sharing your high vibration vision and teachings with the world. This podcast is for all you intuitive introverts out there, the light workers, energy healers, empaths, sensitives, and clairsentients who struggle with making the decisions that will move you forward on your journey as a spiritual teacher. Fear is stopping you from creating the experiences you want, but you're sick and tired of the discomfort that comes with holding yourself back and you're ready to make a change. You're ready to make stuff happen for yourself with a lot less struggle and a ton more joy. After seven years in the spiritual and personal development coaching industry, I discovered the secrets to consistently moving away from doubt, limiting beliefs, and fear when they show up. After years of trial and error, I finally figured out how to consistently align with my higher self and trust my intuition, making it so much easier to create the experiences that I desire in real time. I'll tell you all about these secrets and more in this podcast. To enroll in my free AYM introductory class, go to www.allisonsutter.com and be sure to subscribe to this podcast today so you don't miss any of the amazing episodes. Okay, today on the Accelerate Your Mojo podcast, we're going to talk to Kiki. And as I've been doing in the last couple of episodes, and I'm going to keep doing, I want us to really feel the guest. It's not about necessarily what they've done, although I will tell you about their accomplishments at the end. And Kiki has quite a few. Um, It's about feeling the guest. It's about practicing getting used to being sensitive to energy. And I couldn't think of a better guest than Kiki. Because Kiki, you do a lot with energy, don't you? Yes, I do. So today, I think it will be fun if I've got your Instagram feed up. And what we're going to do is I'm just going to click on a couple of posts. And we're going to talk about, you know, the ideas that you have have offered to other people through Instagram. Wonderful. Sounds fun. Okay, the first one that I get is raise your vibration and become neutral. Okay, what do we mean by that? So Dr. David Hawkins has created a consciousness scale where he's discovered through kinesiology that different emotions carry different vibrational frequencies. And peace and joy and enlightenment being the highest on this scale even above love, which I was surprised when I first discovered the scale, and then guilt and shame being at the very lowest, um, even below anger. And so when we start to work on raising our vibrational frequency, our body's vibrational frequency, when we consider that everything is made of energy and energy is a vibrational frequency, then It's so nice to be at a base level of peace 
and joy. And so as humans, we have challenges and obstacles and everyday issues that we have to deal with, which can bring us down into a stress level that's a little lower. But it's ideal to be at a at a neutral frequency of peace. And then when we fall into lower frequencies, you know, they seem very temporary. And so as humans on this soul journey, we tend to pick up lower frequencies throughout our lifetime. And we tend to hold on to those and identify with those and think that that is us until we start to discover that many of these lower frequencies have been energies that we've picked up from others or energies that we've been taught or inherited from family, um, from our teachers, from society. And then once we really start to know ourselves and realize that our true self is love and peace and joy, then we can shed those other frequencies that we've taken on and sit and be in those neutral frequencies of peace and allow ourselves to fall into lower frequencies in those moments of stress, but then always be able to get back into those neutral frequencies of peace and love and know that that is our regular, quote unquote, normal vibrational frequency. Does that make sense? It does. It does. It makes total sense. Um, I want to ask just for the listener's perspective, what are the ramifications of, because there's a lot of talk about frequency in the spiritual world. And, but for somebody who's maybe doesn't quite have a grasp of that, what are the ramifications of holding a particular frequency? Like what is the effect in our life? Sure. When you sit in a lower vibration, it actually creates dis-ease also known as disease, in our bodies. And so when we consider everything as energy, it includes our cells and our organs and our tissues and our physical bodies. And so when we hold lower frequencies of stress and anger and shame and guilt, they start to become toxic in the physical body, and that makes us sick. And so many illnesses come from the feelings and emotions and thoughts that we are thinking, which then carries a vibration into our cells. And then our cells are not able to regenerate and do its job of, you know, absorbing nutrients and minerals to keep our body going and give it energy to function every day. They're too um, busy worrying about the stress that's coming into the body, that the stress that the body is feeling. And so, you know, it's trying to, it thinks it needs to fight, you know, and, and, and fight toxins and fight worry and fight stress rather than being in a calm place where it can be its true self-healing body. And so, I mean, that is kind of the real effects of what a low, you know, sitting in low frequency can do to us. I remember when I started out in like learning about self-help and personal development and spiritual development, I remember thinking, I didn't ask for this, or i.e. I didn't think about this when I had something showing up in my life, whether it was in my body, like for me, it was migraines for many years. And I kept thinking, I didn't, 
I didn't do this. How do you talk to somebody or help them come to to realize the connection between all of these things when they're sitting in a place of, I didn't ask for that. I didn't do that. I didn't think about that, yet I got that. What would you say to them? From my studies and where I am coming from, I've discovered that a lot of these energies that create um, create things such as migraines come from inherited energies. And so, you know, we actually carry, we, you know, the DNA in our bodies is what we've inherited from our parents and who inherited from their parents and on and on and so forth. And so recent studies have discovered that with mice, that the fetus in the mice have... So they did this experiment where um, they would give a mouse a certain type of food. And each time they gave the mouse the food, it would shock the mouse. And so the mouse was um, had this kind of fear of the food eventually. And then they did this to pregnant mice. And then when they had their babies, the baby mice were actually fearful of that food. So it was like this inherited energy that they took on from the mother. And so many times when we have these pains in our bodies or these um, irrational fears that we don't even know where they came from, many of those energies are inherited energies from our ancestors, from our familial lineage. And so, you know, when we think that energy cannot be destroyed or created, it's constantly being carried from family member to family member. So many times things that are things that we feel we have not created in this lifetime were energies that we inherited from other lifetimes. Hmm, fascinating. It makes you kind of think about like, hmm, <laughs> what did I get from my my lineage? What do I want to give away and not not give to my kids? Yes. <laughs> Although they got it already. So <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> And so that's kind of the power of energy medicine. That's kind of where we can use energy medicine and, you know, heal these um, these inherited energies that we've um, in, taken on. And so, you know, through many different processes, we can release and let go of the past and allow room for the new and then not pass it on to the future. That would be nice, (laughs) which brings me to the next one where you posted, I am loving, I am lovable, I am loved, I am love. Talk to to me about that one. (laughs) Seems like such such a simple post, yet it has such a largesse to it. Yeah. Well, so going back to the scale of consciousness and love being, you know, lower than peace, joy, and enlightenment, love can come in many different forms. And when we look at that statement, you know, it's about how we give love, how we receive love, how we are love embodied. And and so kind of considering that the energy of love encompasses so many aspects. There's so many facets to love. And then we can expand to that from that to 
realizing that love is romantic, love is familial, love can be towards an object, love can be towards a pet. And so, you know, just thinking and considering how love isn't just one thing, it is, it's, can be applied to so many things. And so that's kind of where that inspired post had come from. Do you think people have a harder time giving or receiving in your particular experience with people that you know, and of course, everyone's different, but have you found that it's easier for people to give or receive? What do you think? I believe that, yeah, it, I believe that most people, it's easier for them to give love and you know, with the love languages, people express and give love in so many different ways, be it gifts or words or actions. And a big part of healing ourselves and understanding ourselves and going through this human journey is the self-love part. And kind of, you know, we kind of define ourselves by everything that is outside of ourselves. And and we tend to kind of neglect and forget about the inner self and like our soul self and our own heart. Um, and so to people, it's very much easier to give love than to receive it. And when you work with people, when you do your energy healings and things, are you on some level helping them be more receptive to love from other and love from self, just loving self? Yes, it's um, it's a combination and to kind of like, I think that the love does start, the healing does start with the self-love and the self-care. We can get so overwhelmed by everything that's happening in our world and outside of us and in our families and all of our relationships that it's hard to know where to start. You know, do I, you know, help the environment? Do I help the animals? Do I help? you know, the, the government and, and ultimately the place to start is within ourselves and how do we heal and help ourselves? Because then when our bucket is full of love and energy, then we're able to share it and we're able to know where to direct that love. And, and so it absolutely begins with the self. Do you remember a point like when you were growing up or going through this journey where you felt a, a distinguishable difference in your own level of self-love increasing? Or are there any pivotal moments or things that happen where you're like, oh, now I can feel my love for self growing and, and you know, be, becoming something I can share with others and model maybe to our kids or other people? It's so... I remember distinctly as a child um, thinking that love was so special that I could only give it to um, certain people or I had to kind of like it was limited in a sense. I had this sense that love was limited. And so, you know, it was I couldn't just I had to choose where I was going to share my love and and love wasn't a word that I could easily share. and. I had this kind of weird feeling. I didn't love the shape of a heart when I was a child. 
which is so odd because now I have completely flipped a 180. And now that I understand the meaning of unconditional love and that the point of living a life that is much more joyful and free is to just love everything and freely love and understand that love is infinite and love, there's no limit to love. Um, so, you know, I can share love energy. The more love energy I share out there in the world, the more I have to give. And it comes right back to me as well. And so, you know, everything is a reflection of ourselves. So if we f more freely love everything, we see that love in our world and in our reality. So it is so funny and interesting that as a child, I thought that love was so limited. And now I know that love especially unconditional love, is infinite. Mm, yeah, I don't remember ever thinking about the concept at all. Uh, I do remember feeling scared, <laughs> but I don't remember ever considering the boundless nature of love. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's kind of a funny childhood memory of mine, but yeah, I distinctly remembering that. That's so cool to be able to have that so young. And then to kind of realize what a contrast and to realize that we can have new truths and we can understand things differently and understand that, you know, it was misconstrued as a child and that I can accept new beliefs as an adult. Yeah, exactly. One of my kids said to me the other day, it was her birthday and she had such a great day and she felt, she felt the love because it was concentrated on her. And then she said to me that night, she said, am I still going to be special tomorrow? I said, of course you are. <laughs> like, of course. You're just as loved today as you were, you know, yesterday you will be tomorrow. And it's, it's interesting as kids, we just don't necessarily have the right perspective on the unconditional nature, especially a parent to child love. Yes. Yeah. And thinking that things are limited and there's like an end point to things. And then realizing whatever we create can be unlimited. Or in her case, it was conditional. It was conditional upon her birthday. That somehow, because it was her birthday, she was more loved because she saw the physical evidence of the concentrated birthday gifts and the cake and all that other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So here's another one from your Instagram feed. Sound can be used as energy medicine. When I was, so you're going to be, it's probably a good time to say this. You're going to be one of the guests on my um, Intuition for Everyday Living Masterclass, which is in February. And we have a, someone who's doing sound healing on that. And from what I'm looking through your post, you do sound healing as well, it, like Reiki baths, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I came across a statement that sort of gave an idea of the importance of sound. And it was in the beginning, there was sound as in before anything else in the universe, there was a sound before anything physical. So it kind of, let's talk about the importance of sound in everything really. Yeah. Um, so it kind of goes back to vibration and kind of the essence of all creation was sound and light. And then you know, they give off a certain vibrational frequency, which then when those molecules 
bond and solidify, become atoms, and then those atoms bond and solidify and then become gases and liquids and matter. And and then also when you picture how everything is energy, energy is in constant motion. And and so that's kind of where the idea that sound is a medicine because it gives off a vibrational frequency that can then influence you know our physical body through hearing and you know and our physical body could be kind of like at this like chaotic frequency in a sense and and then that makes us feel like physically ill or off and and then you know you listen to some sound like a music or a song that you love and it comes in and in your ears and you kind of and it, even though you may not physically feel it you kind of get this sense of peace and harmony because those those frequencies are coming in and harmonizing your cells you know it's it's this movement of waves if you can picture that that come in and then influence the the movement and the waves of your cell biology and like Bruce Lipton with his study of how the environment influences our cells um that's his whole thesis that's his whole point is that everything around us is actually influencing what's happening in within us and it has a direct influence on the health of ourselves so what are we listening to what are we exposing ourselves to who are the people in our lives you know what are we reading what are we watching all of those things in our environment um, influence what how we feel within ourselves have you ever seen that example of a tonoscope they have it on like youtube you can just google tonoscope have you ever seen one of those is it the one with sand? It is. And they change the frequency or hertz of this metal plate and the sand is vibrating and it makes geometric patterns based on the frequency. I think that is the biggest aha moment for me when I when I thought about, well, what does that really mean? It means that sound creates shape. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. And when we think about like, you know, I'm I'm watching this recording of our interview here and you know our voices create these waves of sound that we can see visually and it reminds me of you know our heart rate and our heartbeat you know and so that is also creating like a sound frequency we can even hear it and so that connects that just reminds me how connected we are to sound vibrations in so many ways yeah, some of my favorite songs can bring me to tears. I mean, sometimes when I try to do or when I'm doing channeled writing, the best thing I can do for myself is listen to some kind of music that allows me to just create a softer focus, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and how like some music makes us want to dance and move our bodies. And, you know, like when you can watch a movie without the music or the sound, you know, you don't necessarily are moved to cry, but when those strings come into play, you know, I can feel it in my body. And <laughs> just like, mm -hmm. no matter what's happening, like, 
even if I'm not maybe intellectually connected to the storyline of a movie, for some reason, when those strings start to play, like something happens in my heart and I just start crying. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So a lot of your um, posts, as I'm looking through them, have, I believe, the backscape of crystals. Is that correct? Yes. I love working with crystals with my healing work. They've been such allies through my own personal healing. And again, like we can go back to vibrational frequency and geometry when you were saying how the um, those sound experiments were showing how certain frequencies created geometric shapes. That's what makes crystals um, efficient emitters of energy is the geometric shapes that they have created within themselves. And that's what makes a crystal. That's what makes a crystal so beautiful and, and clear and these like gorgeous colors and shapes is the geometric patterns that they've formed. And then they emit um, energies and depending on what mineral they're made of. And so, you know, the natural minerals that come from the earth, like iron and calcium and copper, you know, those, we need small bits of that in our own bodies as nutrients in order to function properly. And so that's kind of where the idea that crystals can help us feel better comes from. So how do people typically use them? Is it just having them and remembering what they represent or what exactly are, are, do you do with them? Um, so they carry energy. And so it's important to cleanse and clear crystals periodically. So if you're buying a crystal from a shop, you know, you don't know where it came from. It probably came from some other country touched by many people. And so they not only give off energy frequencies, but they also absorb energy. And so it's important to cleanse and clear those crystals. And then you can do many things with them. You can, you know, set an intention with them and maybe sleep with one under your pillow to help you with dreams or carry one in your pocket to make you feel more calm or, you know, use one in a, create a grid in your home to kind of vibrate, you know, calming or cleansing energies that will clear negativity from your home or protect you from electromagnetic energy. And so depending on what crystal you're using, they all have different healing aspects. And for me personally, I love using, um, I create like, I'll place a crystal grid around a person that I'm healing. And that kind of puts them in this container, this container of energy that then will enhance and amplify the intention of their healing session. And and it's been beautiful to hear the stories of and the evidence of people's experiences with these healing sessions. One person, for example, felt like this small little crystal that was probably the size of a quarter felt like a huge brick on her chest because it was in her heart space and there was heart healing that needed to happen. And so, you know, it, this crystal was kind of vibrating its presence with her. And for her, it felt like a really heavy, heavy weight on her heart, knowing that, you know, this was the space that needed healing. And, you know, there was this heaviness there and it was there to kind of help her feel grounded, help her feel connected to her heart space 
And after the session, you know, she felt lighter once that crystal was removed. Hmm, that's fascinating. One of the posts, you have this beautiful geometric display and it says you're preparing crystal starter kits for an upcoming Crystals 101 gathering. Do you do actual kits for people? So I've been working with this, I've partnered up with a new platform called Together Now. And with this pandemic, they are creating a site where you can go and do like take classes and have fun, fun themed parties and gatherings with either coworkers or your friends and family um, with like one click and things are scheduled through this. And, um, and then you can receive like things in the mail that go along with these classes. And so it's one of the offerings that I do through this site called Crystals 101, where if you book it, then every participant participant is mailed a crystal starter kit. And then we schedule a Zoom meeting where we have a fun gathering um, around learning what crystals are all about, how to use them, how to cleanse them, how to charge them, um, and just learning kind of fun facts about, about crystals. How fun. That's a great idea for the holidays, don't you think? Like, that's just, that's so fun. Yeah, it's really neat to see how creative humans get when, you know, they're given a certain certain limitations and then how how do we make the best of these moments, you know? And I think that's sometimes where the best inventions come from and the best ideas grow from is when we, you know, are restricted in some way and then that human creativity can really bloom if we're if we are present with it and we ask for those you know, sparks of inspiration. And so it's really neat to see what comes from moments of struggle or uh, limitation. Right, because um, you've only been able to do virtual work with people as well during this time. So you've had to probably like that crystal thing, get get creative and yeah, it's been, I love that Reiki has a specific distance healing symbol and chant so that I can still be of service and help people feel better and more calm through all of this, um, just through a phone call and um, guided meditation and energy that can be sent all over the world. And so, yeah, it's been it's been an absolute gift to be able to still continue this work. Yeah, I think sometimes that's a big shift for some people when they when they begin to realize that energy is not in time or in space. And so what, you know, you would call distance healing is actual here and now healing. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> um, okay, there's another one here that's, that's, that's calling out to me. It's a post that says, let go of control, let go of worry, let go of anticipation. That's a big one for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like to pretend I have control. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> I'm kind of, I, you know, it's all like, you know, the personality types. And I am kind of a go with the flow type of person. And I feel like I've learned over time that there's only so much I can do. And then the rest I have to give to universe. And 
And so, of course, it's important to take action towards our goals and desires and what we want to manifest. But then there are certain points where we just have to kind of let go of those things and then allow the energy to be out there and come back in a form that we may not even be able to imagine. And I think that's kind of the fun wonder of of the infinite possibilities that are out there. Because sometimes when we kind of let go of control of, of the end result, our limited mind can just allow the universe to get really creative and present it to us in a way that we may not have ever imagined. Yeah, that's been at the forefront of my planning of this um, Intuition for Everyday Living event is I've, I know that there are only so many pieces of the chessboard that you can control, meaning you can do certain steps to get it started, but the ultimate outcome and what I'm, what I'm making sure to focus and witness is the beauty and the brilliance and the orchestration of the, the results coming together. And I'm really focusing on, wow, look how cool that is. And I didn't have to do anything to make that happen. Kind of mentality. Yes, I love that. Mm -hmm. Where we let go of certain end results and it all just kind of falls into place in a really easy manner. And then it's always really, yeah, and it, then it's really fun to kind of look back on it and see how it all kind of fell together in divine timing. That's a big, big, like, kind of mantra or theme phrase that I love to tell myself and remind myself is it'll all help happen in divine timing. And so when something's not coming, you know, or a wish or a goal or that email or the phone call isn't coming the when I hope that it would come, I kind of put bring myself back and be like, okay, it's going to happen in divine timing. Because it's not just my energy that needs to have this happen, but perhaps it's, you know, the other people that are involved. So their energy and what's happening in their lives and their timing and their own timeline. And uh, that all has to kind of mix in a copacetic way in order for, you know, the end result to happen. And so again, that's another reminder to myself that I kind of have to let go of some of that control and allow things to happen when they can happen. So how about we switch, switch gears just a little bit before we wrap it up. And let's take one from a book called The World According to Mr. Rogers, Important Things to Remember by Fred Rogers. <laughs> I love Mr. Rogers. I know. I have not seen the movie, but I've heard it will move you to tears. Absolutely. I cried like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's pick one. I'm going to open it up. And here we have, when we love a person... We accept him or her exactly as is, the lovely with the unlovely, the strong along with the fearful, the true mixed in with the facade. And of course, the only way we can do it is by accepting ourselves that way. I mean, that reminds me of what unconditional love is. and. Also, what comes to mind is, you know, as we are all going through the trials and tribulations of 2020, 
many things have come up for us personally, like within ourselves, um, in the relationships we have with our friends and family. And I've discovered as people start to awaken to their true selves and their their spiritual truths, it's they find that there are many relationships in their lives that aren't in harmony and flow with their own beliefs and practices. And then it's hard for us to, you know, see life in a certain way and not understand why our loved ones aren't seeing it in the same way. And then there's that conflict and that judgment that comes in and we have to let all of that go and just love them unconditionally where they are in this present moment and understand that they're on their own journey of understanding and awakening and respect that and give them their space to do it um, however they see fit. Because with healing, there's just so many different modalities and there's so many different um, kind of processes and places in our lives where we are healing. And so you, you know, one person may consider themselves kind of ahead of other people in their lives. Um, but then they have to respect and understand that those people have their own perspectives and issues that they have to deal with in their own time um, with what they're comfortable with. And so we kind of have to just love them unconditionally where they're at and what they're doing. And that brings us a lot more peace within ourselves as well. So we can kind of let go of that inner conflict of judgment and wondering why aren't people seeing the light in the way that I see the light. Yeah, that's a tough one to kind of get. It's not one that I didn't, I didn't develop that ability until I got older. When I was younger, it was a very, I don't get them mentality. But as I get older, I could shift a little bit like and understand that it's not a competition and everyone's on their own timeline and it really doesn't matter, you know, where a person is, it's perfect for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And we're all here to learn our own personal soul lessons and, um, and then learning them in different ways. We all have our own unique experience in this lifetime as a human. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, that's probably a good place to kind of wrap it up. And I hope that all of the listeners are really feeling kiki because I've had a chance to talk to you and your energy for me as I receive it is very calm. It's very open. It's sort of a, a big energy. And when I was looking through some of your photos, I don't think you're a very big person, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm like, I'm 4'11". <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'm going to have to show my daughter because she's 4'11 and I don't think she's going to get any taller. So <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like, yeah, I, many people say that, like they, when they meet me in person, they're just like, whoa, you're a lot smaller than I imagined. <laughs> it must be all the, the, the abundant energy, you know, that you work with is just so big and so free and so loving that it just, you just feel bigger than your physical representation. <laughs> yes. So it's like, it just goes to show, you know, we're not just our, our physical selves, right? Our energy can definitely like expand so far beyond us. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and to share your large, abundant, loving energy with our, my listeners and our listeners. 
Oh, thank you for asking, Allison. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you and, um, yeah, and hold space with you and and share share these wonderful messages that hopefully will bring a little more peace and love and joy into people's lives. Yeah, and so stay tuned, and I will give you um, in just a moment here all of the amazing things, and some of them are pretty amazing that you've been doing. So stay tuned, listen to that, and then um, connect with Kiki if you really feel like it's a, a next good step for you. Kiki Matoba is a certified Reiki master, meditation teacher, and Akashic reader. Her spiritual awakening happened over 10 years ago, and she has assisted others through Reiki, intuitive readings, meditation, and sound baths for over six years. Kiki's energy healings have placed her on Goop's energy healer directory. She has witnessed the positive effects of energy medicine through hundreds of sessions with people all over the world. Her passion to help people release blocks that hold them back has grown stronger as she has witnessed the global need for change and the necessary shift toward more love, peace, and joy. If you resonated with Kiki, you can learn more about her at her website, www.heartkiki.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-K-I-K-I.com. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To enroll in my free AYM introductory class, go to www.allisonsutter.com and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast if you love what you're learning.